0: Important. Everyone has to have an ambition, a desire, something to give their life meaning. Everyone needs to reach out to touch the sky. That's what I've brought you here to tell you, Ben. I think you're old enough to know on your birthday. You must have ambitions, too. Yes, Uncle Alex. As many as you want, Ben thought. Because we are special people, Ben. Your family, mine, others like us. You'll come to understand that as you grow older. We have been chosen to be great. We have been born to lead. What we own and what we are mean that there is nothing we cannot accomplish in our lives, nothing we cannot achieve. Ben felt a strange excitement in him that was also almost like tears. Uncle Alex filled his vision like the world. But we have to have courage. We have to have strength. We have to believe in ourselves. Yes, Uncle Alex. Courage, strength, belief. Because if we do, what is there between us and the sky, Ben? Nothing, Uncle Alex. Excellent. Excellent indeed. Nothing, the man repeated. And he jumped off the cliff. Ben blinked. His jaw worked. His body jerked back in sudden startlement. But he didn't scream or shout out or rush to the cliff's edge or for help. His brain simply could not process the information his eyes had transmitted to it. His mind couldn't register the fact that, for no apparent reason, Uncle Alex had leapt to certain death. And then it didn't have to. Because then it wasn't true. Uncle Alex rose again, and he was walking on air, and he was laughing as if at some enormous joke. In the sky there were invisible stairs, and Uncle Alex was climbing them. He hadn't fallen. He couldn't fall. He could only go higher, scaling the sky until he stood above the earth like a god. Ben tried to reach for him, but he was too far away, unattainable. And something seized Ben's heart then, and misted his eyes, and he hung his head at six years old, because he knew he'd never be able to live up to Uncle Alex's example. He'd never be like him, and he could spend his whole life striving. Above and beyond, a man was throwing his arms wide with triumph. "'You see?' his voice boomed like thunder. "'Nothing can stand in our way.' "'Nothing!' "'And there was no one to contradict him. "'So, Ben, is that a harpoon gun in your wetsuit, "'or are you just pleased to see me?' "'The leader of Bond Team regarded Bex Devereaux distastefully "'as she joined him on the side of the tank. "'You trying to be funny?' "'Actually, yes. Problem?' "'Yeah, don't bother.' As a comedian, you make a passable trainee secret agent. He tried to ignore Bex's jabbingly spiky hair, this week dyed purple, and the piercings in her nose and ears that even in a good mood he tended to interpret as a personal affront. And today, Benjamin T. Stanton, Jr. was in anything but a good mood. Why don't you just try and concentrate for once? This is supposed to be a lesson. Yes, sir, boss. Bex bobbed up and down in mock humility. Whatever you say, little Bex is going to be a real good girl from now on. With a derisory snort, Ben turned away and looked back across the shimmering surface of the tank, its deep waters crystal clear. Concentration. Right now, he needed to take his own advice. Let Bex play the joker if she wanted. It must come from hanging around with Eddie too long. He'd focus on the targets in the far wall and the likely configuration of the light bars between him and them. He wouldn't even be distracted by the appearance of the remainder of his teammates. "'I feel like a penguin in these things,' Eddie was bemoaning the necessity of wearing flippers. "'And I'm sure this scuba gear's gonna bring me out in a rash. "'How are you at applying ointment, Bex? "'How are you at coping with disappointment, Eddie?' Eddie adjusted the oxygen tank on his back, tightened the strap. Suppose I can survive the discomfort for a bit.